The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 88, recorded February 23rd, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. With me, as always, is my good Yankee friend. <laughs> This is Michael Diaz. Now, what you can't see, listeners, because it's a podcast, is I'm wearing a New York Yankees hat. But just so we're clear, I really have no affinity for any baseball team anyway. <laughs> well, anyways, <laughs> what's going on, man? How are you? I do well. Yourself? Doing okay. You know, it's just, it was warm today, it looked like, anyways, outside, and... uh that's, that's what I love doesn't about. matter because I was at my desk all day anyways, and then I went out to break some ice up because we have like a, um, I don't know, a whole thing of that would kill the Titanic in their friggin' backyard that had to, <laughs> it's actually not the backyard, it's on the deck and it's dripping down to the bottom, so I had to get rid of it. You know, a huge story that I'm sure listeners want to hear about. Well, you know, that's one thing I love about Michigan is that, uh, once it goes above freezing after being really cold, people are like, man, is this, this short weather? I mean, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't like winter at all. I got to do more stuff. I just hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I don't mind it. Here's why. When it's really cold, I like to bundle up and pretend I'm on Hoth. Even at 47 years old. <laughs> I, this is not a joke. I really, I seriously think I'm on Hoth every time. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it. I've seen a few tauntauns back there somewhere. Nice. So what's going on? I, I, I saw some uh, small news. There's not a ton of news, but there's some interesting news this week. Um, one of the small things that I know you won't care about, I'm not sure I care about it either, but uh, <laughs> Daisy Ridley was interviewed. And again, you know, the poor woman is going to be, the rest of her life is going to be asked that question, you know. And the question is, you know, would you ever return as Ray? And she's like, never say never. You know, it's not time. It's not now. There's so many other stories, blah, 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 blah. But never say never, right? And I think that's the most politically correct answer she could give in light of everything that's going on with Disney right now and Gina Carano and all that good stuff. So, you know, I don't think well, they'll bring the Ray character back anytime soon, but it's still a nice thing to hear because I liked that character actually especially in the first film. I liked her as a character as well. Um, it is way too soon, no question. I mean, after Return of the Jedi, people, I think, pretty much accepted, we're, we're done with this version of the Star Wars characters, and we're done total. I mean, they announced the prequels, I think everyone was kind of surprised. Right. Was, you know, 15-odd years later, or 16. It was, a, it was a lot later. So... Is she done? Well, no one is ever ever done with anything until they're dead. Right? And even then, Carrie Fisher came back and finished a film. Exactly. Now with modern technology, we can see Grand Moff Tarkin, even though the actor that played him died 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. So, all that to say, you know, what else? She, I mean, 
What else is she going to say when people ask? Well, she could be a little more like, no, I'll never do it because I didn't have a good time. But she said everything nice. Like, I had a great time, met great people, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's a good thing. I think it might be partially to um, just being a good person. good A good soldier, too, might be part of that. Well, yeah. I mean, let's face it. This is uh, whatever happens to her now, her career. Not saying she won't, but I mean, we don't know. She could end up being, you know, a, have a long career and have a legacy. Who knows? But if nothing comes of it, she'll always have Star Wars, and she'll always have that as bread and butter if she wants. Yeah, if there's something out there for I mean, look at Mark Hamill, you know. He had a tough time after Return of the Jedi to get real work. Uh, yeah. I, I actually, to get film work, real work. I mean, he does a lot of voiceover. You know, he turned his career into something different, which is just as important. Um, but he didn't really... He didn't have the Harrison Ford career, let's say that. Exactly. I mean, Harrison Ford was, I mean, not only did he have two of the greatest franchises of the 80s, Star Wars and Indiana Jones, I mean, there was a stretch there where he was the most bankable Hollywood star. Oh, for sure. He just did everything, you know, The Fugitive, you know, Clear Present Danger, all those. Yep, all Jack those Ryan. Air Force uh, One. You know, Witness. Yeah, well, what? Did that it's make a lot of money? Huh? I mean, I'm not saying it's not a good movie. I just, I wouldn't call that a blockbuster. Maybe it was. I don't know. I think it did okay. You know, I don't know. Did well enough. Regarding Henry, how about that then? That was a good movie. I liked that movie. Actually, I liked it too. He's a good actor. Yeah. So if he's, not, he's always gruff though. <laughs> I still haven't seen the new Blade Runner. So he's good know. in that. It's it's a good movie. It's really good. Is he good in it? I see. I've yeah, seen he's very good in it. Forgot how to play Decker and instead just plays Han Solo. No, I didn't see that. I mean, you know, you could, you know, it's still Harrison Ford, and I think Decker was different. I mean, he's not the same guy. So I mean, time goes by, and you know, but he was good. I thought it was good, even though it um, wasn't a very good movie. I did like the fact that he was in Cowboys and Aliens because he played a bad guy, and that was a nice change. Right. The movie's not. He doesn't. He never did do that very much, did he? He probably should have done that a little more. Yeah. Oh well. But anyway, yeah. Uh, Daisy. Well, the problem. Part of the problem too is she's got a new movie out with Tom Holland. Which, right. I mean, that's what she's. That's what she's pushing, right? Well, I heard it's. I heard it's terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, you know. It's always tough to blame an actor when the movie's terrible. There's so many other people involved between writing, directing, and editing. Oh, I and, agree. You know, if the person's good in it, they're good in it, whether the movie's good or not. Oh, I'm, I'm not blaming it on her at all. I'm right. It was great. I guess, you know, Lyman. it's funny you brought up Tom Holland. I did read somewhere, I didn't put it in our news, that I guess he actually um, auditioned to be Finn. Really? And he totally blew it, he said. Like, he just said he was talking to somebody who was making the sounds of BB 8. The beep, boop, 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 and he just he couldn't stop laughing, and he just blew the whole audition and left. Like he just blew it. He could he could not get past the person talking to him and, and beeps. So, I think his career is okay though. He's, he's it's awesome. totally okay, totally okay. But but I really like John Boyega. John Boyega, anyway. So, um, other news in Star Wars that I'll talk about is there. They looks like they may have cast. Edra Bridger, Edra Ezra Bridger, boy, can't talk. 
It's great that I can't talk for a podcast. Um, what do you need to talk and, for? And it's going to be, and I hope I say his name right, Mena Masoud. And for those who don't know him, he played Aladdin in Disney's live-action Aladdin. Now he's already in the Disney fold, makes little sense, easy to do. And if you remember, the, you watched the first couple episodes of Rebels, right? At least for season one. I did, yes. The first episode, he seems like Star Wars Aladdin, like Ezra does. There's a lot of similarities to that character. Oh, yeah. You know, um, street rat, you know. 100%. So, so that fits. It's almost an easy cast call if you already have that person in there and, and, you know, and I watched the Aladdin live and it was fine. It was good. It was good for what it was. I mean, you know, when there's nothing new, you're just watching the live version of a cartoon that I liked when, you know, um, but he was good in it. So, I haven't seen it, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. It is what it is. You know, I just wanted to see how the, the Jafara worked. And like, I, I mean, I liked it. I liked Aladdin when it, when it came out and Will Smith was pretty good, better than I thought he was going to be as the genie. So, you cool. know, you, you know, can't do Robin Williams. What are you going to do? Yeah. He's hard to top. I mean, come on. Yeah. So you've got some Marvel news. I see there. I know this was, this was last week's news. We, for some reason we didn't cover it. Yeah. Uh, well, we may have, we did. I feel like we talked about this at one point or another, but go ahead. Well, okay, we have talked about it as a rumor, and I may have jumped the gun. Some site, I can't remember now, I linked them off our things. Uh, if I look here in a second, it says, uh, oh yeah, Fandom Wire says they have exclusive information that Charlie Cox is officially back as Daredevil. Now, I've read other sites, and apparently this site is not necessarily, uh, they're not Deadline Hollywood, okay? They're not Entertainment Weekly. So, mm -hmm. even though they say it's exclusive and official, we're going to move this one still back to rumor territory. So, I apologize for, uh, for anyone who thought this was actual fact. It still could be. But uh, I think this is more just a heavy rumor or wishful thinking. Gotcha. It doesn't say that it's not going to happen. But uh, if, he, if back, I think that'd be fantastic because... I mean, there's rumors too that he's gonna um, he's gonna be in Spider-Man Three as Matt Murdock as Spider-Man's lawyer. Right, I did read that. So, uh, I I do hope he comes back. He was one of the not only one of the but he was out of the shows. I think he was the brightest star, if you will, out of all those shows. I like them all in various degrees, mm -hmm. but I think the star that shone brightest was Charlie Cox's Daredevil. I think he was perfect. Right. So, no doubt. We've covered that. So, yep, it would be really nice to have him come back and they bring that into the fold for sure. Especially especially if they bring Kingpin uh, with him. And what's it, D'Onofrio? How do you, Vincent D'Onofrio? Yeah. He was so damn good as Kingpin. Oh, yeah. Like, so good. I'm talking like if you watched the first time you've ever seen Silence of the Lambs, good. For Lecter, like that's how good he is in them. Like that's that's how strong he plays that character. Hundred percent, very intimidating. So, yeah. Um. But yeah. But the, the the story that I posted was that Charlie Cox is sh for sure going to show up in a Secret Invasion. But again, take that back a bit. It's, uh, take it for what it is. It's probably a, a heavy rumor at this point. But right. 
Right, right. Just because we don't know much about that show and nothing's really been confirmed, even though this one was quote-unquote confirmed. But, but in happier news, that is actually confirmed, that kind of relates, um, Jessica Jones and The Punisher, the rights to those, both reverted back to Marvel Studios this last week as well. What, so we don't know about Luke Cage and Iron Fist? No, no, they no, no. They already had. Okay. Because the deal was so much time had, after the show was canceled, I think it was two years or three years, something like that. According to the contract, after the cancellation, the clock started running. So those other shows were canceled first. So they've already reverted back to Marvel. These Got are the it. last two. Well, they were like a forced cancel because I'm pretty sure Netflix would still like to make those. Oh, yeah, but basically the whole gist is, you know, Disney had made plans to do Disney Plus some time ago, and Netflix is like, why are we creating this? Why are we boosting their IP when they're going to be a competitor of ours soon? So uh, they did very well on Netflix, no question, but why would you help a competitor, you know? Because you have to sign up to because you have to sign up to Netflix to see this, and I think that's a I think they should have just kept going because I would have watched it. I would have kept watching too, but right, you know, it's it's for the best, I think, because Disney Disney can take all the parts that were good, and they can recycle them if they want. And let's face it, with the potential of there being a multiverse, they can just take the bits and pieces they want, and they can come out with a new costume and they can tweak the story. Right. And it all fits his multiverse. Right, right. So, well, hey, they're great characters. I mean, I, I hope, I hope they bring them forward. I mean, you know, it's they're 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 tested. Consumers like them. Oh, I uh, Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones was fan fucking tested. Yeah, they're all good. Even the guy I forgot the guy whose name who played Punisher, but John Bernal. Yeah, he was excellent too. Oh yeah. Okay, let's. All of them were good. They were not not you on your fist. I didn't mind Iron Fist. I really didn't. <laughs> I actually kind of enjoyed that show because it was a little more it was a little more comic-y than the other ones. But um, I don't know. Season two was better. It was good. The end was you know interesting. And what's this about Invincible? What is that? Should I know? Are what you that familiar is? with Invincible at all? No. All right. So. Probably the biggest independent comic book creator in the past 20 years now is Robert Kirkman. Right. He's the creator of a small show on AMC known as The Walking Dead. Right. Which I think it's in his final season, I hope. Uh, I think they, I think they, uh, I thought they were going to extend it through season 11 or 12. Oh. And then they've already announced there's going to be a spinoff for Daryl and, uh, I can't remember her name. Daryl and Carol. Oh, really? Yeah. Plus, you still have Fear the Walking Dead. You have The Land of the Walking Dead, whatever the third show is. Plus, we already know we still have the three Rick movies to come yet. That universe is far from over. Yeah. Point is, we're talking about Invincible. Uh, It was created by Robert Kirkman quite some time ago. Um, I want to say the uh, initial series went well over 100 issues. Uh, The reason I don't know is, I didn't get into it. I didn't hear the buzz. Like I said, there was a long period of time where I got away from comics, and when I got back into comics, it was well into the run. But I've always heard good things. And to this to this point, I actually own the first trade. I got it like 
at a half off trade or like a five dollar trade or someplace and I bought it just say, you know what, I've never checked out Invincible, I'll check it out. I spent the five dollars and said, okay, now I need to wait for them to do omnibus collections of all of it because that was awesome and I want to read the whole run now. So Invincible is basically how do I put this? It's kind of like let's let's imagine you find out you're a teenager, so it's, it's very Spider-Man-esque in that tone. Uh, you're a teenager, and you find out you're basically the son of Superman, and you get to be a superhero now. And then uh, obviously there are twists and turns, and learning to become a superhero, and you know having to worry about your mom being safe because you're a superhero now, and then. Um, Dad's Superman, but he's off-planet for a while, but he comes back, and maybe he's not who he thought he was, so there's some parental drama, yada, yada, yada. Anyhow, it's a heavily uh, lauded book, a lot of critical acclaim, and uh, Robert Kirkman is just making even more money now. Cool. So, so the preview, there's a preview out? Yeah, tra- the full trailer came out. It's an animated show. Oh, it's, it's a TV uh, show. I thought was it like for so is this on Netflix or something? What is it? It's going to be on Amazon Prime. Okay, comes out in March. Um, oh, that's two weeks away. <laughs> well, I want to say it's later in March. Okay. Um. So yes, another comic book property. This one though, like I said, it's a cartoon. But let me just say, if you watch the full trailer, so I, mm-hmm. I highly suggest you do. It's really good. But if you do, uh, it'll tell you right away. It's not a cartoon for kids. Now I'm I'm not saying it's going to be all. It's not all sexified and all that, so don't worry about that. But, you know, when you have Superman-type characters fighting aliens and other bad guys and whatnot, and they punch them, and it can get gory at times, and you're going to see that in the show. It's not It's not like the boys over the top, right. but it's also, it's not Fraggle Rock, which is not a cartoon, sorry. <laughs> it's not oh, the Flintstones, how about that? Right, there you go. Fraggle Rock, where did that come from? I love Fraggle Rock as a kid. <laughs> Not so much now. I mean, right. Like all we talk about is kid things. What the hell's the difference if it's Fraggle Rock or Star no. Wars? <laughs> Everything's kid. The boys is not a kid thing. No. No, no, no. Star Wars is from for adults. Right. <laughs> you all know it is. And not. Yeah, I'll look I'll look up uh, Invincible. I'll watch the trailer. I'll see what happens. But all right, what about our geek this week? We can get jumping on that bad boy. You want to start? Or you want me to go? I'll go. Mine's really simple. I really didn't have much. I've just been playing a lot more of Star Wars Squadrons, except I really suck. I haven't even opened that game. I I, I got it when it was on sale when you when you texted me, and I still haven't even turned it on. I because I haven't I haven't finished Jedi Fallen Hero and I Fallen Order Fallen Jedi Fallen Order Yeah. You know, I didn't buy that even when I saw it on sale, simply because I had hardly played this yet. So I made up for it this past week. I've been playing a lot more. But I have to admit, it's not an easy game. Um, the flight controls take a fair amount of, to get used to. Mm-hmm. I had to turn the difficulty down to the easiest level. I'm sure I will. I, I, I think I'm ready now to turn it back up one level, which is the you know the default level that you really start when if you just plug the game in, it's that default level. I had to go okay. one down, but I think I'm ready now. So I've been playing a lot of that, and then uh, just today, um, Voodoo had Predator, the original one with Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> in 4K digital format. Oh, God. 
for five bucks. I love that movie. It's a great movie. You know, so maybe, okay, actually, maybe that's more of my geek this week is that uh, I've been taking the time to digitize more of my movies because uh, I've got a bunch of movies that are you know, Blu-ray or DVD. Right, right. And Voodoo does disc to digital. And uh, if, So you uh, give them a serial number or something? Yeah, you basically, you open up the Voodoo app. Mm-hmm. And it's got a barcode scanner, and basically, if you scan the barcode, it assumes you own the movie. Wow, it's a big assumption. I know because you can go to the library and you know rent DVDs and stuff still, right? right. Yeah. You know, in this case, it's not as likely that you can go rent DVDs, but anyhow, they make they make the assumption that at least you rented the DVD or Blu-ray if it participates in their disc to digital program and you scan it, and you don't have a digital copy already, if it's Blu-ray, it's only two bucks. Wow. If it's DVD, it's five bucks. So. Still, it's five bucks. Oh, yeah. I think I own Predator. I did. I've owned Predator. This is probably the fourth way I bought it. I bought it on DVD way back in the day. I bought it again when they re-released it with more, you know, extra stuff. I bought it on, you know, DVD again then. And then eventually they got remastered into Blu-ray. And I bought that version, and it came with a digital version, but it was one of those digital versions where you could put a copy on your computer. It wasn't the streaming version. Yeah, an MP4 or something like that. Yeah, so it's it's yes, it was digital, but it's not the digital we think of now. So I said for five bucks, I can watch it, and it's also movies anywhere, which I think I've talked about that before. Yeah, that's actually that's the one that is in that works with all of them, even Apple, believe it or not. Yep. Apple, Google, Voodoo, yeah. Fandango, and what else? Yeah, because it, it was getting out of hand. And, you know, um, the film companies are, like, going to get screwed because it's, like, you know, you can't just border it. Like, people are not going to buy it from 10 different sources. And, you know, once you get one mm-hmm. locked in, you're, you're pretty much going to stay there because you don't want to yeah, lose but- your 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 – your thing. So it was smart of them to have that come up where it was, you know, the movie where everybody's kind of joining in on that one platform. Yeah, but like Paramount and Lionsgate and a few others, they don't participate in movies anywhere. And well, people won't buy them then, you know. Right? So all that to say, uh, because it was the 4K version for five bucks, like I said, I already had the Blu ray, but that, for whatever reason, too, it's funny, Dis- Disney is one of the major shareholders. Uh, of movies anywhere, at least they're a part owner, if not a major shareholder, I should say. But a lot of their films don't participate in the disc to digital. So I uh, I even scanned my Blu-ray copy of Predator and it says, nope, this one doesn't participate. So five bucks there, I have it. I can watch it anywhere. I'm good. So that's my geek this week. It's a good what one. You? Thanks. Well, you well I had a few, a couple things. Um, one is. I just uh, I I purchased this book uh, a couple weeks ago, and I forgot to talk about it. It's the 40th anniversary of Star Wars Archives, 1977 to 1983. And um, I could grab it, but wouldn't do any good for our podcast listeners. But it's a huge book. I mean, it's giant, and it's a every it's a documentary in a book. Um. With interview, the whole thing's interview with George Lucas and how he, you know, all the way through, um, and, and how what they're made. Do you possibly not know about Star Wars at this point. There's actually a lot in there. 
of what I'm he sure there from. is, but yeah. how many times have you watched Empire of Dreams now? <laughs> yeah, there's more to it than that. It's um, I, I should grab it, but it would take a second. But it, it's it's pretty cool. It's really really cool. Like it just talks about a lot of things, a lot a lot of things. Um, it was you know it was like thirty bucks, but it was it's this well, giant. That's not bad. No, it was, it was it was cool. And the photography that's in it, like you've, I haven't seen it before. It's a lot of the making of photography that you don't always see that wasn't in a lot of places and, you know, pictures of original scripts and like 10 pages of original script and all this, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there that you can. Didn't Lucas actually write out his first drafts? Mm-hmm. Like they're all, yeah they're, yeah, they're all on there too. So like it's, it's through there, you know, name changes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's one of those things that you just throw on the breakfast table or something, you know, you read a few of it and go away. It's not a novel, right? You just kind of, keep going like um, a massive coffee table book yeah but it's 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 small but big <laughs> it's the original one was giant and then this was like a smaller version but it's really thick so and i think there's some added stuff to it because it's the 40th anniversary um when the star wars i had its 40th so um and then the other thing i finally finished uh, high republic's light of the jedi both the comic well i'm caught up on comics and finished the book How'd you like and it? I liked it much better by the end. Like it really started to go. Um, at first I was like, you know, it's just, it's strange because it's a different world. It's completely different than what we know. Um, you know, the Jedi are, there's a lot of them and you got to learn who they are and, and their personalities. And, um, you know, the good thing is it's not like you, if you read, if you read a book on, let's say something between, uh, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, right? Let's say there's a book there and like Han Solo and Luke are in it. Well, you know right. they're not going to die. Right. Right? So th- so, th- so there's not that kind of drama. The, the nice thing about this book is I don't know anybody and people die. Like I don't want people to, but like there's real consequences. Like Jedi die. Right? So you don't know which Jedi, like who is going to be the big, you know, the, the not hero, but kind of a focused person. Right. You're protagonist. Yeah, but there's a lot of them. And it, what it was, was it, it is a perfect setup book for the new era. So it's pretty disparate in the beginning. And you kind of figure out where it kind of goes. And then by the end, it leaves with a cliffhanger. And I'm like, what the? Because f- I got to find out what happened to this, to Loden Great, uh, Great Storm, who is my favorite character in the book. Is a, He's a kind of like I said before, maybe if you remember, it's kind of like a cross between Luke and Han Solo and, as a Jedi. Um, he's kind of mouthy, but he's cool. And he's a Twi'lek, um, you know, like to teach his Padawan how to fall correctly. He just throws him down this huge cavern. <laughs> like he's got, he's, he's going to die. Like he will die, you know, if, if, right. if he does. And, um, but again, the, and then the introduction of the Nile, which is the antagonist, that's kind of the, the, basically they're Vikings, you know, to really, Space uh, of the yeah, basically they just take what we want. There's a code, you know, between them and they work it out in a way. And it's basically, but at the same time, they all hate each other too. Cause they all want to rule. You know, like it's just like a Viking, like literally they probably were watching Vikings, the TV show while they were writing some of this stuff. Um, but now, uh, you said this ahead. ends on a cliffhanger. So does the story continue into the comics or does it continue into another novel that's yet to come out? There's another novel that's coming okay. out. Uh, the comics are kind of tertiary. The comic is not so good right now. Like 
like out of all the characters <laughs> they picked, it's just, I just, it was like, it's just not working right now. Like they gotta, they gotta figure that out. Like, it, it, you know, there's some weird things going on in there that, um, how many issues of the comic have you read? Two. It's all there is right now is two. The reason I ask, I pre-ordered the first trade. Yeah. Which is going to be the first five, six issues. And yeah, obviously there's a few more to go, but right now I'm like, Oh, maybe, maybe I overspent. Well, I got to see where it goes, right? Like, again, it's kind of like if it's anything like the book, it might go someplace great. Do you know what I mean? Like the, 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 the novel, like it's really hard to get going because it's a, it's just not what we know in star Wars, right? It's a, it's, it's not even like the prequels, right? Where we, there's a lot of Jedi. It's different than that. Yes. Yoda's in it, but not, I I think you can read all of three pages that Yoda's in the, in the novel. Gotcha. Uh, Hopefully they bring him into a little more, but you can see things like, um, what, what is interesting is, you know, like the, the, the Jedi order is not nearly as strict as what you see in maybe in, um, the prequels, right? Like there is a little bit of like relationships that are fine. Oh, really? Yeah. Not, not overtly, you know, there are some there that, that, you know, challenge the idea of what connections are. Right. Right. Um, so maybe that something happens in between here that, that, that Yoda and the council bears down a little more, you know, down, down the road. Like you can see like where it might go, you know? Right. Uh, that's something I kind of assumed would happen. Like you, we, we, not only are they showing us the Jedi during you know this um, these Halcyon days, but I think I assume that we're going to see why the Jedi's or the Jedi why the Jedi uh, want to limit connections, such as you know romantic relationships and marriage and stuff like that. Right. I'm assuming we're going to see that within this series. I think we will. I think we'll see some of that for sure. Um, there's Padawans. There's you know. There's a lot that goes on. It's a good book. It's a good book. I, I recommend it if you're a Star Wars fan. Um, some of it's even, I guess part of it feels a little Star Trek too, in that they're trying to build this, the Republic as if it were like um, a, a utopia. You know what I mean? Like it's all going to be good. Gotcha. It's just the same kind of thing as the Federation. What is it in Star Trek? Federation. Uh, Federation, yeah. So it's kind of like that. They have this the starlight beacon, which is a nice, you know, it's funny that they, I mean, it's not funny. It's obvious on purpose, but it's this starlight beacon that goes out into the outer rim, which becomes like a space station, a giant, you know, beacon of hope, like, you know, for communication, for um, trade and all these good things, which is the opposite of a death star, right? Like it's a, it, you know, it's clearly, um, a, you know, a, a mirror of that. Um, but you know, and, and I really like how they like this is the beginning, like Bacta's just invented. So it's not even, you know Anyone widespread? No, no, not at all. And then, you know, things like um navigating hyperspace and who owns the line the the lanes of hyperspace. That's kind of a at the beginning of this too. And that's where the the um the great the the an event, a, a cataclysmic event happens through the hyperspace lanes that sets the whole story off. Um, but I really, really enjoyed it. Like it, much better, like I said, than ready, ready player two. Like I liked it much better. Um, so we'll see, we'll see when the next book comes out. I definitely will, we'll get that. Nice. Just follow it up. I'll so, wait yeah. till they go on sale. Maybe. 
<laughs> oh, Michael. You just get it at the library. You don't have to buy it. Just read it. Oh, I could do that. We'll see. Yeah, maybe we'll make book two, the book club thing in a couple, by the end of the year sometimes. I don't think the next one comes out till like June or July or something like that. So, But good. It's a good book. I think people will. You got to give it a chance. Like if you go into it, it's like, well, there's no like Luke or there's no like, no, there isn't. It's different time. Like you've got to give it a chance. You can't just like. No. And that's exactly where my interest lies right now. I'm, I'm done with the Skywalkers and the Palpatines. I'm just done. Give me something else. Yeah. There's none of that here at all. I mean, I have no problem with a little bit of connective tissue, which obviously that's what Yoda's there for. Yep. A little bit of that I'm fine with, but. Yeah, let's let's get away from the Palpatines and the Skywalkers. I'm good with that. So that's that's why the High Republic has my interest. You got a Trandoshan Jedi. You got a Wookiee Jedi, which is interesting. Um, the Trandoshan, uh, you know, something happens to him. He doesn't die or anything like that. But you know, he's he's one is in. The, he's actually the star of the comic book right now. Skur is his name. Just Skur. Um, and his Padawan he's teaching is, is is part of the comic book thing, but I don't know where it's going. Gotcha. And he wasn't necessarily my favorite in the book, which is probably why I wanted somebody different in the in the comics. Um, but maybe they'll 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 get to those, I'm sure. But I recommend it. I recommend it. If you're a Star Wars fan, I recommend it. If you're just a plain old sci-fi, I don't know. I think you have to like Star Wars a little bit to to get into the Jedi stuff. You know what I mean? Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's it for me is my geek this week. Um, guess we got to talk about WandaVision. Yeah. <laughs> for the eighth, eighth time, eighth week in a row. Obviously we're going to do that just like we would do for Mandalorian. Cause it's out there. Um, I'm going to give my take real quick. Cause I think you'll, you'll, you'll probably be opposite. Um, I liked this episode. But out of all the episodes, I felt like this was the most filler episode just to get to the ending as I watched it. I don't disagree. Okay. Um, Why did you think I disagree? I don't know. I thought maybe you had more takes of what happened prior that might be more important. I was just like, I don't know if I, you know, and I, and I clearly I was duped because whatever article I read that said every, every episode was going to be an hour. The last three was wrong. This thing was like 34 minutes. It was like one of the shorter episodes, which is funny because I just read an article saying that the next episode, which I think is the last episode, isn't it? Or do we have two more? I think we got two more. Okay. You're right. You know, this is episode seven. Actually, we watched epi- This was episode seven was the last was, but we're reviewing that. I said episode eight. Uh, but we're reviewing episode seven. Episode eight comes out this Friday, and then Correct. there's nine, eight and nine. Correct. So nine episodes. Um, not so much a filler, but I think it was a little bit, I don't want to say anticlimactic, but it was a little bit, because, you know, for six weeks now, we've been talking about what's going on. Well, five weeks, because they did the first two episodes on the one night. So right. there's been a lot of, slowly peeling back those onion layers. And there's been a lot of discussion, not just between you and me. And I mean, we're talking about the whole geek internet, right? Our yeah. listeners, but you know, every geek site, theories after theory after theory. So, um, a lot of those theories were just thrown out the window now because it's all Agatha. Now, we know mean, it's not, 
<laughs> just oh, by telling us that, I think it's a red herring, right? Like, like it's not all Agatha. It, it, I think, obviously, I think there's somebody else. We don't know. We still know it's not her brother. We know that for sure, right? Well, not definitively. We know it's not the Pietro we know, but I'm still not convinced that Agnes slash Agatha didn't pull him from another reality. In fact, I think the case is now stronger that he's pulled from a different reality. It's possible. We did see, uh, okay, so we did, we did, I'm trying to progress through the show as it happened, but, you know, the Vision Darcy thing was funny, but I just felt like so drawn out that it was like, you're wasting time, which I guess was the point because Agatha was trying to, um, get the kids right, so she's got the kids. She's mm-hmm. feeding off their power. Somebody is, anyways. Um, and you know, I, I guess that was her goal, like, and and to kind of keep them separated so that she can get the kids, and use use her brother and a way to do it, whatever that brother is, whoever he is. Right. And everything we've seen up to this point gives credence to that. I mean, she's encouraged Wanda from day one to have children. Mm-hmm. Why? She wants children. For what purpose? We still don't know 100% yet, but I agree with you. Yes, it's all it's all been built up to get the kids. But for what? Right. Right, right. But And also, I do want to say, I'm sure there are thousands of people here that were right about this, but I was very happy to see that I said last week, I thought she was faking when she was talking to Vision. And she was faking. Right. You're correct. I was very geeked. I was like, aha, I called one thing. (laughs) One thing I got right. Right. I've been wrong on many, many other things, but that one thing I got right. Okay, so what do we think of Monica Ramp? Like, she goes through, she becomes Photon, or something. We don't know yet. Maybe it's not yeah, all I there. Feel, I, apparently, I'm, and I, I just learned this last week and I didn't write it down. She's gone by two different um, code names. Well, she's gone as Captain Marvel. We know she's not going to be Captain Marvel. Right. She's gone as Photon, and there was one more, and I can't remember what it was. So she may not be Photon. I Spectrum or something Photon? like that? Something like that. Spectrum, I think. I think you're right. Which I think that, that makes more sense in terms of this show. Yes, based on the power, the the change when she could see the, yeah, the different like power, different, the purple power. Yeah. I feel like she's going to be more spectrum than, um, what was the other one? <laughs> Photon. Photon. Right. Yeah. So she's obviously changed. Now obviously has powers. I mean, when she cuts through, she can see whatever the hex power, the, you know, whatever you want to call it, the macabre or whatever magic power it is that is affecting this town. She can see it through the constructs and everything. So that's interesting. And I think it's tied into the fact that the power has something to do with one of the infinity zones. And that's why she's seeing it. So maybe not magic per se, but power from one of those stones, which is, you know, magic or whatever. But I'm curious what they're going to do, how how she's, how else she's going to manifest those powers. I mean, the biggest clue, the biggest clue that she's a hero now. Yeah. Did you catch it? 
No. The, I mean, yes, that's a clue. The, the think, superhero pose? Yes. <laughs> With the, the three-point stance. Three-point stance, yeah. And her outfit is very superhero-y. It's almost kind of like um, – it's got the angles like Captain Marvel, you know. Oh, as soon as she demonstrated she had any, any kind of power, she basically had you – know, what? Yeah, she had a sword suit on of some sort. Yep. Yep. That she was wearing when she was in that six-wheel vehicle. Yep. And she had like a jacket over it. Right. When she stood there for a second, I paused it, Googled Photon as a hero, and showed Shaylee. I'm like, listen, it's not an exact copy. But if you look at the two, you see the inspiration. It's yeah, which you do with all of them, right? Any, any of the heroes. Right. It's never perfect. It's always uh, inspired and made to their own. Well, let's face it, some comic book costumes would look really stupid on screen. Like Vision. Just like the yeah. Halloween costumes and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. <laughs> right. They look, they look silly. Right. But you tweak them a bit, make Vision more android looking. Right. More robotic. It works. Yes, you use a lot of the same colors, but. Yeah, just muted and not quite as, you know. I mean, even they're, not Christopher, it, they're not Christopher Reeve's Superman outfit. Well, yes, no. But even even the first Captain America costume, it was garish, but that was the point because Captain America started out as, you know, a USO type yeah. entertainment. Right. But then he grabbed the shield and decided that he was going to go kick ass, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. So his costume works now, but right. his original costume was much more like the comic book. So I'm fine with him tweaking the costumes. So, yeah, we, we see her with the powers. We see her doing the superhero stance or landing. She's clearly wearing something close to her costume in the comics. Right. She's a hero now. Right. Um, one, one thing, too, that's interesting is the commercial, the Nexus. Oh, that's the, the Nexus ad. That says so much, don't you think? Well, I mean, that's really going to say, I, I think that's what, you know, even the words that were, you know, uh, anchor you back to your reality or reality of your choice. So obviously that's the portals or whatever, or the nexus. I mean, there is a nexus in the comic books, right? A nexus or something like that. Well, in the comic books, that's what she is. She is the nexus. Right. Wanda is? is? Yes. Okay. So so that's clear this, what this is then. Yeah. 100% clear. Somehow... She is connected to all the realities. Right. Now, I'm reading a thing on Decider website, which is interesting, so I wanted to throw this through you. So I guess in the Nexus, there's a, a, a guardian known as the Man-Thing. Oh, yeah. Guard, guardian of the Nexus. And oftentimes hung out with Howard the Duck in the Everglades. <laughs> yep. We did see Howard the Duck in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Voiced by Seth Green. Yeah. I'm curious if they have uh, if he comes around. I'd be very surprised if we saw Howard the Duck. I think it'd be great. Oh, if, you be ra- if you had a raccoon, you can now have the duck. Like you can do it now. Oh yeah, and not like not the George Lucas way. Oh god, that movie is so bad. But uh, I-, I wouldn't hold my breath that we'd see Man Thing or um, Howard the Duck. But who knows? There was a Man Thing movie. Was there? Before Marvel Studios. I don't remember Man-Thing. 
it was. It went straight to video. It's horrible. But um, I don't know that we. I don't think we'll see Man Thing. I think that's adding another layer that I don't think we're ready yet. So gotcha. But I think the focus is obviously it's in the show. It's in the title. The focus is going to be on Wanda and Vision and how she is that nexus of reality. Right. Dimensional or whatever. Multiverse, really. The nexus of the multiverse. Right. Okay, so now we know. Let's really dive into um, Agnes. We know she killed a dog. <laughs> mm-hmm. based, based on the theme song. Her, <laughs> her Buster's theme song. Um, and a nice nod to Wizard of Oz, right? Yep. Um, but she's not always bad from what I've read. She's not always great. She's kind of her own thing. Um, We're gray. Yeah. Yeah, I call her gray, definitely. So in my reading of her, like I didn't know she was the nanny of Reed Richards and Sue Richards' kid. Yes. So that's a big deal. Like, or, or Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's a big deal, right? Like, we're oh, is this? We kept thinking we were going to see see this uh, scientist come in. They kept saying the scientist is going to, or I forget what it was, but where everybody's waiting for Reed Richards to come in. Yeah, but it uh, turned out to be that uh, that uh, female lady. Hispanic. Uh, but was that her, or just somebody dropping off what that person did? I didn't. I think quite... that was her. I think that okay. was the scientist she's been talking about. Okay. Well, then I, think. I then I guess. Um, then it's not. <laughs> I think they just, I mean, they just this last fall announced Fantastic Four. Now, that said, Marvel does like to hint well in advance. Mm-hmm. They're good at that. And how long was Brie Larson? How long before the, her film came out where she was actually officially cast? I mean, there was like three years there, right? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. But that's the thing. We haven't heard anything definitive at all about any casting for Fantastic Four. So No. We don't even know I if would, it's being made. That hasn't even been said it's going to be made yet. Yeah, it is. Mark well, Webb's directing talked, it. They talked about it. What's that? Mark Webb is directing it. Oh, that's you right. We did talk about Spider-Man movies? Yeah, we talked about that. That's right. Yeah, that's been officially announced. But yeah. if they had actually cast someone for the film... Then I'd, you know, like John Krasinski for Captain or for Mr. Fantastic. I'd be like, I'd be watching for him. But right. who knows? Maybe, I mean, there was a rumor this week that uh, uh, Jennifer, what's her face? Uh, Jennifer uh, Lawrence. Thank you. Was already cast as Sue Storm, which was then knocked as. I don't bullshit. buy that. No. She's not coming back to this stuff. Um, no, but she, okay. she, she pretty much said she was done with. Uh, yeah. The X-Men and all that stuff. Um, so Agatha, we have her basement that looks like some kind of multi-door experience. Yes. Um, we see a book that could be what that was in. Um, it's not the same book that was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The, um, well, what am I thinking of? The dark book? The dark, uh, Grimoire? Is that what you're talking about? No, Darkhold. Um, Dark yeah, that was in Agents of Shield. We did see a book, but we, it's not. From what we can tell, it's not the same book. No, and 
I thought I saw some fan or some side note that if you go back and watch Doctor Strange in the library, there's a spot where there's a book missing. Oh, yeah. Now there's theories that this is that book. I, I don't know how far-fetched that is. I have to go back and watch I just Doctor watched Strange. Doctor Strange last week. So, yeah, there was um, books missing. I mean, there was, but I, from what I understood, it was stolen by uh, Mickelson's character. Okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah. who knows? How many books did he steal? And like I said, I'd, I'd, I'd have to watch the movie again to remind myself, but doesn't mean that necessarily all the books were recovered. And the books, I mean, they've been around for thousands of years. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? That's what I'm saying. So, but I mean, really, really, that's all that's really happened in this episode. Like, really, there wasn't a lot that happened. We had, it sounds like a lot, but it really wasn't. We had, you know, Rambo become Spectrum or Photon, which we knew, you know, that didn't take very long. And then we, we just figured out, we, and yeah, we had the Agatha thing. So we had answers, but man, it just, I don't, we didn't get answers, but not a lot of movement. I, I agree with that 100%. You know, and that's why I was a bit frustrated. It's like that, that if it was like, you know, move the story along and, and now we keep hearing that there's going to be some great cameo. My guess it's, I'm, I'm going to say it's Dr. Strange. I, that's where I'm going, but that seems to be a, 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 an easy way to say it. But I think that um, we know it's going into those movies. So that's really not, I guess, surprise to me. Like if it is, right. like that wouldn't we be a surprise. Can, we can respect that. Right. And again, to go back to what Elizabeth Olsen said, that this would be like akin to the Luke Skywalker showing up at the end of Mandalorian. I don't think Doctor Strange showing up has that weight. No, not at all. Because we expect it. Right. The big thing I with Luke was Spider-Man. Spider-Man well, yeah. wouldn't be that. Yeah, because be, that's the next movie too. They're all kind of interconnected. So Right. Yeah. You know, we even though it didn't turn out to be a multiverse, Spider-Man did lay the foundation for there being a multiverse. So he wouldn't be that surprising either. You know, the big thing about Luke showing up is that it was a huge surprise. So maybe it's such a big surprise that we're not even going to get it, right? We're not even going right. to guess. Right. But who knows? No, we don't. I mean, we don't. Have, have we heard definitively if we still got a surprise coming or was it Pietro showing up? Was that the surprise? We, that that no, was a big surprise. It was. Uh, that's not definitive, though, and that's certainly, to me, not a Luke Skywalker size event, as I said before. Well, you also have to remember, you know, when doing some of this press and stuff, there can be a lot of hyperbole, so... Yep. I don't think we're going to have answers at the end of this series. Leading into the... Like, I don't know what we're going to get. Like, what do we... like? The, okay, we have two episodes left. What what is What are the expectations that you have that you think need to... to to take the season and really end it on a great note. What what will that take for you? Uh, what Agatha's motivation is, right? And whether mm-hmm. she's doing this on her own or for someone, if Mephesto is involved, right? So if we find out that there's just a bigger baddie, at the end of this series, that's okay. That's enough. That's all we need. 
It's not all we need, but I wouldn't be surprised because Marvel is using these shows to connect the movies now. Right. Not like, like they haven't done before. So essentially these movies or these shows are longer, slower paced movies. Which I'm totally fine. I don't even need a WandaVision season two. I don't need that. No, I don't. I don't think there will be. I don't think anyone needs it either. But if this is all to set up the big bad for Doctor Strange, I'm okay with it. But Spider-Man's first, right? Yes, I think so. Right? Spider-Man's first. Or even if it sets up... Well, that's the thing. Maybe it sets up... Maybe this is kind of like the first Avengers in that... Mm -hmm we'll see a glimpse of the big bad and that's it. Yeah. And then more of their machinations will happen in the Spider-Man movie, kind of like we saw in guardians of the galaxy. Right. But then whoever the big bad is really kind of reveals himself or really steps forward into the light in the Dr. Strange movie. That's what I think we're going to see. Yeah, I agree. If, Agatha is not working alone. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, for me to get a couple things out of it, yes, I want f- some answers as to, I want, number one, how did she get there? Wanda. How did yep. she get in that? Like, I want to know that. Like, I think it, it would fail if we didn't know why she chose this, like, what happened, right? Right. Um, or how she got duped into it or whatever. Like, we need that answer. And then two, I think we need to know more about Agatha, for sure. Yeah, yeah. As as a, as a viewer from my own, you know, I know everybody that knows the comics probably knows her more. Wait, will know her better than I ever will. But um, we need we need some answers on her if she's evil or not. I mean, it looks like the way they're playing it now, she's almost clearly the wicked witch. I mean, she killed the dog and she cackled like the cartoon kind of witch, right? Um, and everything I've read too that her familiar is a cat and there's a rabbit in this. And what's the rabbit mean? Um, right, and we haven't seen her husband, so who still could be Mephisto, right? Or was the other person Nightmare? That's another one. Could be, yeah. I don't yeah. know that character at all. So, um, yeah, we need to have a couple of those answers. If we don't get those answers, I'm going to say, you know, maybe I not think the we best. also need to know: Is Vision legit alive again? Right. And how so? Or can he be? Right. I think that's right. a good call too. And do we have to find out if Pietro is her real brother or not? Do we need that solved? I don't know. What do you think? I think we need some resolution because, you know, this is the wrong thing to do. I'm, I'm kind of like comparing it to season one of Mandalorian. Um, there's a definitive end to that first season, you know, right. there was a definitive, like shit happened. Stuff blew up. He got away. Everything's good. But obviously there was more to it. Cause you saw, you know, the, the, um, the dark saber, right. You're like, Oh shit, there's another struggle, you know? And then right. clearly at the end of season two of Mandalorian was a, a two season arc that ended Grogu. And we don't know what's going to happen next, you know? Right. Um, but we do know there's open threads with Mandalore. Like we know there could be a whole story going on there. Right. 
and who runs, who's the ruler of Vandalore. Cause right now it's, it's uh den. <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, until somebody kills him or gets the sword anyways. So there was like, but it, it, it gave question. What I'm saying is it gave questions as well as it answered the series or at least the season. Right. And I think it has to do that. Um, especially if they don't have a WandaVision too, and it just goes right into in the movies, which is totally fine. I, I love that Marvel doesn't have to have multiple seasons. I think they can they can do different than anybody else, right? They can just have these one off series, and that, like you said, it's a it's a long form movie, um, and they don't have to repeat it. They don't, you know, they don't have to have two seasons of something. They could if they want, but they don't have to, you know. I think so. here's what I think. If Pietro is not a Pietro pulled from another reality, you know, from the X-Men reality, or from a similar reality, um, if we find out he's someone else completely, that wouldn't surprise me either, because, again, just the very fact that he showed up on the show and we got thinking along those lines that maybe he was pulled from the reality where the X-Men came from, right? The 20th right. Century Fox characters. That might be enough, just like Spider-Man Far From Home. Even though we found out Mysterio wasn't actually from another reality, it was enough to plant the seed in our heads that it's not beyond the realm of possibility now in this show. So... Even if we find out this Pietro, if that's who he is. I, I still think Pietro's Mephisto. And, I, and I'll, I'm going to point back to the end credit scene. Did you see the end credit scene? I did. I did. So Snooper's going to snoop. Is yeah. that what he says? Yeah. Something like that. And, he, you know, and there's the, obviously the basement where the portal, you know, you see all the purple tentacles yep. or whatever you want to call it. And I, I think he's Mephisto. I think he is. I think we'll find out on Friday. I hope so. I hope so. I really do. I, I want some answers. And I think, I think, do you think we're done? Like I haven't watched the, I haven't watched the preview yet. I think they threw a preview up there uh, of Friday, but um, I think we're done with sitcom world now, right? Like. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think so because they brought us to the 2010s. Yeah. With- modern family and. Yes. Office and whatnot. Exactly. I don't know what new genre they could do other than that. So I think we're done with the sitcom format, especially seen as now everyone that's in the sitcom. I mean, even Darcy. Right. If and she didn't come back. Point, she wasn't the waitress. That was a wasted opportunity. Yeah, but it would may have been too on the nose if they had done that. But, you know, it, it made sense. When, you know, they had the other characters outside watching the show because um, they acted as good point of reference characters for us, the audience, because they were asking the questions we asked. But now we've learned a lot of the answers to the questions, not all of them yet. But now I think because, well, now that they're actually in it as well, at least Monica and Darcy, uh, not uh, Agent, I can't remember his name, I'm sorry. Jimmy Wu? Yeah. I can't remember his agent's name, and I'm terrible for forgetting that. But even though he's not in the in, in uh, Westview, 
I think now that they're in it, we're just, they're, they're still representative of the audience. We're in it now, too. So we're done with that TV format. That's my thing. Right. Right. Um, well, uh, Randall Park was the actor's name, but the character is Jimmy Woo. Oh, Agent Woo. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, right. that's where I was confused. I'm like, well, that's his name in the show. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm right. <laughs> like, yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Yes. Woo. <laughs> I'm like, what is he talking about? Like, that's his name. Um, but there's a reason he's outside the wall still. So he's got some part to play yet. Oh, 100%. And he's the only, I guess, protagonist outside of the wall. Mm-hmm. Now, I would totally love to see like, a, um, you know, David Gilmore or Roger Waters cameo. <laughs> You're not going to see that. <laughs> no. But, you know, the wall. Yeah, I get the reference, Joe. <laughs> you do, but some listeners may not. We're old. Sometimes, sometimes you got to tell them. Yeah, they may not be Pink Floyd fans. They may not know who those people are. Um, okay, well, I, you know, I don't want to downplay. Like, I, I didn't hate the episode. I just just a little underwhelmed by the episode because um, I don't know if I learned anything new. Um, well, we did learn. Well, we did, but we, I think we were all knew what was going there. Like nothing was, nothing was turned around in my head. Like, okay, yes, yes, yes. Right. You know, um, we'll see. We'll see. I think Until there are surprises do. yet to come. I hope so. I'm sure there is. Okay. That'll wrap up uh WandaVision episode seven review. Okay. We have a few minutes left, Mike, if we want to talk some book club, you have a, ton of books on there of which zero i've heard of that we can you can post these i guess you could post these on uh social media i know there's a, a few people have given some thoughts too that are on that that posted on our on facebook and things like that so what are the ways do you want to approach this i'll let you take it from here do you want to talk about a few of these books that you you know that you that you're going to post uh, we can real quick. I can I can just kind of run through them real quick. Uh, these are all books probably in the last, I should say not all of them. Uh, the vast majority of them are books uh, from like the last five, ten years, uh, maybe 15. Leviathan Wakes, which is the first book uh, in the Expanse series, which is obviously a TV show on Amazon. Uh, Incendiary Justice, that's the first book of another series where it's about an AI that runs a, uh, a ship. A uh, warship, I believe, uh, gets caught in a person. So it's kind of like a fish out of water, but a computer in person out of water. Sounds like 2001, Space Odyssey. Yep. Uh, Way Station is about um, an immortal that people don't know is an immortal, but basically I think he's a Confederate war soldier or something that works at a way station. And, you know, discussions of, you know, way station for like space travel and all that. So it's, it's an examination of what can you do with immortality and stuff like that. Uh, dark matter. I actually don't remember what that's about offhand, but it was by Blake Crouch. And I know he's been writing some really good stuff lately. Uh, I know I picked it up because it was something I wanted to read. So I threw it on the list. A memory called empire is, uh, the first in a new series of books. I think the second book comes out later this year. It's, uh, Huge um, sci-fi epic 
about it, uh, Space Empire. But then I throw uh, an older one out there, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, which is an old uh, Highland book. Uh, so kind of a classic there. Uh, Space Between Worlds, I don't remember much about that. Uh, just that I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, again, I'm just trying to go through these quickly. A City, yep. The City We Became. Um, that's by, oh, I can't remember her name now. I had it at the top of my head. Um, same woman, I believe, that wrote the fifth season series of books or something like that. Really dense, really good sci-fi. Uh, Calculating Stars, that's kind of, a, it's a sci-fi, but it's uh, it's also an alternate history where there is this, uh, it's the space program, but basically there's some kind of terrible tragedy between the U.S. and Russia, and a bunch of the men are killed, so it's actually about... Uh, the women that take their place uh, in the stars, that take over the space program and then forward for the next few decades. Uh, Devolution I threw out there. It's um, If you know who Max Brooks is, this is his latest book. Have you ever read Max Brooks? Nope. I, I haven't read a lot of um, sci-fi, to be honest with you. Devolution is his take on um, Sasquatch. Max Brooks, I'm sorry, he wrote World War Z. You ever read that? Um, I know it. I saw the movie. If it's the same thing, but um, the movie and the book share a title. That's it. Okay. Then the book is so much better. And I know a lot of people say that, but literally, they took maybe a handful of scenes from the book and the title. It has nothing at all like the book. The book. I'm serious. The book is fantastic. World War Z. So I grabbed that. Uh, It's Kind of sci-fi-ish horror, because it's about a Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. A Boat of a Million Years is another hard sci-fi. It's, it's about this, literally a ship uh, traveling through millennia. And then uh, Soon I Will Be Invincible. It's a super villain book told from the perspective of a villain. So I just threw these ideas out there. I'm going to put them up on social media. Uh, I guess we'll let people comment, or should we have, let them vote? I think maybe vote or ask. You know, if they have something more to to add to it. You know, I mean, there's a ton that you have up there. Um, nothing's jumping out at me. I have to read more into them. Um, yeah, pl- and please do because I I know we did Dune, and that's kind of like you know a classic heavy epic, and then we obviously did something much more contemporary with Ready Player Two. Right, I, I'm really down for anything. I and these are just. Honestly, I own all these, but that doesn't mean I have to read. We can read something I don't own. But this just shows I hear about so many good books, and when they go cheap on Kindle, I buy them. And I what? I got 15, 20 books here that I haven't read that I want to read. Right. So I threw them out there because they're all, you know, a lot of them at critical acclaim. They get a lot of buzz. Some are already, you know, option for movies and stuff. So that's where this list came from. Uh, but again, we don't, we're not beholden to this either. Cool. That's all. Cool, cool, cool. Well, tell us where they can uh, talk to us on social media. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll be posting these books. Uh, I'll probably be posting them on Twitter. Heck, I'll probably post them on Twitter, Instagram, and our group and page. If you're looking for us on Instagram and Twitter, we're at Kybercast. But on Facebook, on our page and our group, we're the Kybercast. The so 
Check those spots. Let us know your suggestions. If you think one of these books is a good book for us to read and you to join in with us, let us know. If you have something you want to suggest, we're all ears. We got time. We just want to read something good. Awesome. And if it's your first time listening to our podcast, thank you so much for checking us out. If you've listened to us before, you know, tell a friend, even if you're a first timer and you want to tell somebody after this, please do. Um, you can find us at all the podcast type of places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, I think is what Michael uses. I use Pocket Casts, um, you know, iTunes, all those great places. And you know what, Michael? Now at Amazon. We're on Amazon now? We're on Amazon. And what is their audiobook company? What is that? Uh, uh, audiophile. How did you find out? Did it just take that long? It just took that long. I, I checked it this morning and everything is up there. So every episode I'm of the I'm literally looking right now. Yeah. I just followed us on there to double check it. I'm sure it's there, but I have to see this because I'm that big a geek. <laughs> Holy shit. That is so fucking cool. Sorry. Sorry, listeners, for my French, but that's so cool when you search Amazon Music and you see your name, isn't it? It is cool. Just like iTunes. So there was a big deal when I saw it for us on iTunes. Um, so yeah, now we're on Amazon and all that cool stuff. So hopefully that does well there. Tell your friends if you're on Amazon, you know, check us out. Um, so next week we'll, we'll, we'll talk about WandaVision episode eight and hopefully maybe see us further along on the book club. So we don't want to go too much further, um, with that. So anything else I missed Michael before we shut it down? Oh, I think you covered it, Joe. Cool. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll uh, check in with you next week. This is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.